the truth is by making them take an oath, by making them swear. And so the, the real question is, when is it that you can make a person swear? People between each other, unfortunately, there are people that will, in between each other, will, won't tell the truth. They just won't. They'll, 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 oh, I don't know your money, leave me alone, you know. But then when they stand in front of a Beisden and they have to swear, then they're under oath, then they'll say the truth. So the question really is, what are the circumstances where you can make somebody take the oath? When is it that you can? So the Torah speaks about what's called moda b'mixas. Uh, and that is where a, uh, you can't just go up to somebody, you owe me money, I'm going to make you swear. And he's, no, I don't. Well, I'm going to put you on the stand. You can't do that. But what if the person says, you, you owe me $1,000, and the person says, no, I only owe you 500 So that's called, he's admitting, I, I did business with you. I admit that I owed you money, or I do owe you money. But I only owe you part of the money. So that's called moda, he's admitting part. So there the Torah says you can put him on the witness stand. And we said that there is a psychology to it. This we quoted yesterday, well known. And that is that most people wouldn't be able to look at somebody that did them a favor. They, were, they, they needed the money and they loaned it to them at, without interest. And they helped them out and stared them in the eye on the witness stand and say, I owe you nothing. They would never do that. But... They really, uh, uh, so then they should admit the whole thing. But if they admit they owe it, uh, then the guy's going to garnish their wage. Then he's going to take away all their money. So therefore, what he says, well, I owe you a little bit. And, you know, maybe later on I'll pay you the rest or whatever. The, so there we make them swear. So the question, though, is, are there other circumstances where you could swear? So we quoted Rebchiah. Rebchia, and he was on Gimel Ahmed Aleph. You can take a quick look at him because really we're going to spend all of today trying to prove where Rebchia knew it from. Uh, it's at the bottom paragraph. He says, in a case of somebody says, you have my mana, mana means my hundred dollars, and the other one says, I don't know what you're talking about. So this case at first glance is what we call kofer hakol, complete denial. I owe you nothing. I don't know who you are. <laughs> but witnesses come along, and guess what? He, it turns out he owed him 50. The witnesses say he's lying. The witnesses say, I was, we were there when you borrowed 50. So on 50, he slam dunked. He's out of there. Um, uh, he's, he lied. He does owe 50. So now the question is, can you make him swear on the other half? Is this like... Um, is it like Motiba Mixas? Because uh, he, he, he never admitted, but the witnesses prove that he partially lied or that he par- didn't tell the whole truth. And if the idea of getting somebody to swear is that we've uncovered a, a kernel of truth and what the other guy says, we could put you on, can you make him swear? So Rukhia said you could. And he said it was logical. And now our Gomorrah is trying to prove what the logic is from, where he learned it out from. But we still have Rabbi Cohen's question that we're going to get to, which is, if the guy already lied about 50, how could you get him, right? That was you. How can you get him to, to testify about it? Typically, when a guy's a liar, um, he, he doesn't take yeah. the stand, you know. And this guy's a proven liar, so we'll have to see in the Gemara. Gemara's going to actually deal with that today. But uh, that's where we left off. Um, we're going to start. What's the source 
of Reb We're going to start five lines from the bottom on Go Gimel Amid Beis. 3B, five lines from the bottom. Ella, uh, and again, that's really because yesterday we were seeking out the source of, uh, you can't just say a person has to take an oath and that the courts uh, put, you know, force somebody to come to court and take an oath. You have to have a proof. So, um, the Gemara says, Asi me'edachad. So the answer is, let's learn out from a different halacha. There is a rule when one witness comes against you, it's your word against his. But if one witness claims something, you do have to go to court and, and take the witness stand against one witness. So why don't we learn out from one witness? And that reads, my eidachad. That's eidachad, she'en mechayabu mamon. One witness, you can't pay. You don't have to pay because he says you owe money. But still, mechayabu shvua but he can make you take the stand, he can make you swear. Here we got two witnesses. And you're going to have to pay on those two witnesses. Certainly they should be able to make you swear. In other words, two witnesses are like, your, 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 your goose is cooked, you've got two witnesses against you. So if one witness can make you swear, why shouldn't two witnesses be able to force you to take the witness stand and come clean on the rest of the money? The Morris says, well, wait a second. With the one witness, we're talking about you swear on what he testifies against you. This guy's a liar. I'll testify again. All right, go ahead. Tell him But in our case, as we turn to the top of today's page, Dalit Amanallah 4a, over here, um, the witnesses, um, uh, you're not testifying against those witnesses. The, uh, um, this is on the other half. The witnesses only said you owe the 50. They have no idea that if you owe the 100. So these witnesses aren't directly, they, don't, they didn't directly demand that you, in other words, when one witness comes and says you owe money and you say you don't, so you have to go to court and swear that what he said, he testified that you do, you swear against him that he doesn't. But these two witnesses testified that you owed half and we want you to swear on the other half. So who says that you got to swear on the other half? You're, uh, you're swearing on a different part. So we got an Ella. Ella means, forget that, let's try again. Let's try another formula to come up with how Rukhia knew you swear. So the answer is he learns from a new concept called Gilgul Shvua, the rolling oath. Gilgul means to roll, the wheel. Uh, there's a concept that uh, once a person is suspicious, there's something funny, get him up there. You can make him swear and come clean, even on other things that you couldn't get him to swear. That's called once... So, meaning once he's being moda, once he's feeling truthful. Well... Is it, is I, I, it, what, once he's moda, once we caught him in a lie? Once you can get him to swear on one thing, oh. you can then might as well get him to swear on other things. That's it's called... Like in, in America, it's a proportional standard. They can ask any question. I said that's right. That's exactly it. Well, what do you mean you can ask any question? But that's, that's exactly why they try to get them up there, because once they're up there, they... So that's really, a, that's the concept over here. My Gilgul Shvua Deidechet. Now, the famous case of Gilgul Shvua, Rashi brings, is by Sota. Uh, this woman, the husband catches her with one guy. And she says, oh, no, I didn't do anything with him. And so he gets her to swear and drink the water. So once she says that she didn't fool around with him, guess what? He can ask her, did you fool around with another man? 
you know, so and then she she's in trouble if she did. In other words, it's you can't get off by saying no. She didn't fool around with him this time, you know. That, that we we make her take the oath. Even well, how about we? It goes so far. Even when they were engaged, he can ask her if she fooled around. So it's like that's Gilgal Shua. So that's uh, um, Rashi brings that uh, by Sota. That's the top Rashi, the um, the second Rashi, three lines down. But so let's start out from there. My You find that one oath can do another oath. So the Gemara said that's because you swore once, you could swear again. Whereas over here, Tomer Ba'edim, but with these witnesses, the Mamun they're just obligating you to pay. They didn't necessarily get you to the witness stand. So the Gemara didn't like that. It's not a proof, really. It's true. Once you swear once, you can argue you can get him to swear multiple. But we still haven't proven that we, these two witnesses that prove that you lied about half can get you to swear on the other half. We still don't know that. So the Gemara says, well, uh, now we're going to do um, something called a combination, Sada uh, Shava. It's true that if you look at any one thing, it's a little bit different. Um, then uh, maybe you could ask, this is different. But if you see in multiple cases that you're able to get somebody to take the witness stand, so reason would have it that if you have two witnesses on part, you can get them to take the witness stand also. That's, that's where the Gemara is going now, is that you're right. Any, every, time, every attempt that we've had to learn out from any one case, we said, well, two witnesses are different. But so let's learn out from multiple. So first the Gemara says, Piv Yokiach. Well, what about Piv, his mouth, where he admits it? Uh, and uh, where he admits it, uh, we force him to swear, even though he didn't swear until now. You admit that you owe part, we're going to put you on the stand on the other part. So here also, when witnesses catch you that you would that you at least owe half, we're going to make you swear on the other part. We said, well, there's a rule that if somebody admits they owe money, even if witnesses come and say, no, you don't, you still got to pay. <laughs> you can't. We don't deny when a person himself admits it. So Morris said, well, we can prove it from one witness. That one witness could could be uh, uh, could be uh, have somebody go against him. And one witness can you could swear. But then the Gemara said, yeah, but we had a question on one witness. One witness, you're swearing on what he's testifying. Whereas these witnesses, on, um, on what he denies, we're, uh, we're trying to get him to swear. Not on the part that the witnesses come. So the Gemara said, but we could prove from the case where he admits. And we're going to go back and forth. These are all, um, again, there, there are two cases we have. One is where you admit part, where he swears, and one is where one witness comes against you and you swear. And they're not exactly the same. One witness and where you are moda are not the same. But what do they have in common? There's a claim and there's a denial and we can make him take a witness stand. So too, let's, let's figure out from here that when witnesses come and there's a claim and there was a denial and v'nishpa, and, and they should swear. So from the, from the other cases that we have, this is at least as similar to that. There should be a good reason that you can make the guy swear. That's how we're learning now. So the Morris said, my last In those other cases, we make you swear because we don't know if he's a liar or not. We haven't proven he's lied. Tomer Be'edim. This is Rabbi Cohen's question from yesterday. Shikate Hooks at Kafrin. 
it's been proven that this guy is, is dishonest. He, he's, he said, I owe you nothing. Who are you? And witnesses came and said, you owe half. So the, the remedy of making somebody take the stand and, and testify, the guy's already a liar. So maybe we don't get involved. And, and we've had in other cases, once the guy's dishonest, maybe we make someone else swear, but there's no purpose in getting a dishonest person to swear. So he's hooks a coffin. So the more has answers, Uba'edim, is that true that he's a hooks a coffin? He's a proven liar. If you deny alone, you're not proven to be a liar. Someone says, you, it's time to pay up. You remember you borrowed money and you promised you would pay? Um, it's interesting. A lot of people have a muna. You know, they borrow money and, you know, that's a credit card. You know, someday I'll pay. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes the money comes to pay and sometimes I don't have the money to pay, right? So, uh uh, a person, somebody comes and says, you owe me money, and you want the guy off your back, you say, no, I don't. So he's kashulatus. It doesn't mean that uh, he doesn't mean to lie in court. It doesn't prove that he's a proven liar. Um, he could still testify in other things. Right. In other words, but had this happened in court, then he would be a Muslim conference? Yeah, then he would be. Uh, but the cotton, if someone says, I gave you my item, give it back. So then, Postulatus, he can't get out of that. He's a good, you know, he lied. There's no, there's right. no excuses no, even, there. And that's out of court. Uh, yeah, you correct. You come to my that's house, a, be a loan bow, and, and I say, and, what are you talking about? Correct. So then that's, uh, let's see the Rashi. Um, uh, low hooks it, um, uh, low hooks Well, that was the first thing we said. With witnesses, he hasn't proven he's a liar. Almaisha Kofer Enumuksak, on the part that you said you don't owe, we don't know that you're a liar. Shema Lokikesh, maybe uh uh maybe you didn't deny it. Just because one witness says that way, that doesn't prove you're a liar. Tomer Baidim, uh whereas with two witnesses, Shema'acha Shakofra Kol, once you're in complete denial, the Heme Idu Alakamishim, and they testify that you owed 50 hooks of coffin. Well, you're a proven liar. Why should we believe you? So then the Gemara answered, no, Akofer Bemilva, if you deny alone, whether you deny the whole thing or whether or not, I don't owe you so much, we don't say that he doesn't, he means to steal. If he's a, a crook and he doesn't want to pay, Torah says, Atisha Rasha Eid, a wicked person can't testify. Kivin de Milvalod Sandinu. So Rashi adds another concept. Uh, he, he says he owe you money. Uh, where's my money? So the guy says, I don't have it. What do you mean? I, I gave you the money. Once you have money is given, it disappears. Money disappears very quickly. It's an expression, Milvalod Sandinu. Money goes out. Money, uh, money is, is made to go. But Savar, and he's thinking, I just need to get him off my back. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get payday. Money will come. If I admit that I owe him the full amount, he's going to He's going to get it right away. So therefore, he really doesn't mean to be a thief. The reason a person who lies can't testify is because once he's a thief, a thief's a wicked person. A wicked person can't, has no, no, no belief. But a person who out of court says, no, I don't owe you money, he's just making excuses. He's, he's just trying to get the guy out of the back. So once, a more, so once we're speaking in logical spurs, okay. I mean, you come to me for your money, and I say, my boss didn't pay me, but 
he's late. As soon as I get the money, I'll pay you. Or I say, what are you talking about? I don't have your money. Like, which one are you going to believe more? But hey, you come to collect a loan. If mm -hmm. I totally spit your face and make you like, what are you talking about? So if you admit that a person admits that he owes and says, well, as soon as I get my next check, I'll pay you. Yes, it's, I've, been, I've been hearing this story too long. And I'm going to come to your property and, and with a basin, with a marshal, and we're going to take it. <laughs> so uh, if you don't admit... So then the guy's got to take you to court, and you know, and that is the, so the guy, you know, so it's, it's a delaying tactic. Mm -hmm. So even though dishonesty is a delaying tactic, that doesn't yet prove that he's a crook. He's just, he needs, needs time, he, he does it under when pressure. He denies it, that's incriminating himself, isn't it? When, he, when he, he is, but we're saying that out of court, when he denies it, he just wants to buy time. He, he maybe in his heart isn't a robber yet. It, it's somebody that, that steals money that doesn't belong to you and doesn't pay back. He's a crook. But this, a casual liar. Yes, correct, correct, correct. <laughs> That's right, right. Uh, um, there are people, um, uh, I had a friend who had an experience, he used to call them BSers, you know. There are certain people that, and they're good people, but they just exaggerate a lot. They just, that's part of their, um, but I don't believe that they actually mean to do, and if you'd put them, um, the president of the United States uh, will tell stories. They excuse him for telling. He likes to because part of the political narrative is to tell stories, and you can even they don't have to be true. So what do you mean? He's a liar. He's a liar. He never uh, he never was in that place. That he, and they, again and again and again, he always does it, and they let him off. Why? Because it's not in court. He doesn't really mean it. It's just a narrative, right? Uh, they don't choose to call that lying. They choose that that's to... on the other side, then that's lying. Then that's lying, right. That's correct. That's correct. But that's what people will say. And, when you, and in their minds, they don't really see it as a lie. They see it as, I want to, you know, I'm just saying a narrative, and everybody knows this didn't really happen, you know, like uh, some of the things that he comes up, but he's been doing that for years, by the way, making these stories. And, a lot, and there are other people, too, that have done them. Sometimes people get called on it, sometimes they don't. Uh, but it's unfortunate, because in, in our society, uh, truth is truth, you know. That, uh, but at any rate, but it, apparent, we're saying that individuals outside of court, if somebody says they owe money and you say, no, I don't, um, or who are you, what money, if you say what money, you know, that doesn't mean that you are a thief. It just might mean that you don't have the money to pay right now. You have to interpret what they say. That, that's what we're saying. Okay, back to the Gemara. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But even when they come to court, even in court, if they say the same thing... In court, right, you're right. If in court they say what money, then they're a liar, then they're a crook, and uh, that's it. They lose, and then you can prove they really owe. That's different. You throw the book at them at that point, right? <laughs> then they'd be hooks at Kafrin. But we're saying... But on the other hand, if you say what lawnmower... So a person could say what money because even though you gave him the money, it's long gone. You know, you give somebody money, it was spent before he got it, you know, and so that's, that's as Rashi said, Milvalotan But if you give him your lawnmower, you give him your, your cow to, to plow with, and he says, what cow? What do you mean? It's in your, it's in your barn. That's a liar. That's a different story. So, uh, so that's the point the Gemara says. So the Gemara says, what is the question? What do the things have in common? That normally these witnesses can't be proven false. Whereas two witnesses, 
they are eligible for the penalty. So the Gemara said, Hi, Lokasha, that's not a difficulty. He didn't see that as a question. The Hazama is that if you had actually wanted to make that person pay a penalty, we would do to you what you'd want to do to him. So one witness isn't Batara Sazama because he can't force you to pay a penalty. But that, that's not a reason not to learn out from it. So the bottom line is, we're accepting what Rivkiya says, that we find that with, as long as we know that the other guy has some standing, it's reasonable to, to put him up to take an oath. And the fact that two witnesses proved that you did owe something, uh, we are accepting the logic of Rivkiya. So the Gemara now is not going to fight that anymore because from the, the examples that we have of Motiba Mixas and one witness, that you do see uh, that you can make a guy take an oath. So the Gemara says, so we're not going to pick on that, but let's pick on his proof. He brought a proof. Me, dummy. Um, he brought a proof from the case of our Mishnah of the Talas. So the Gemara said, Me, dummy. Hasam the Nova Islay Sahadi. The lender has witnesses that he owed part. Laloiva Leslay Sahadi. The The borrower can't prove that he doesn't owe half. If the borrower had approved that he didn't owe the money, we wouldn't make him swear. The problem there is that he doesn't have any witnesses. Over here, by the talus, just like there's witnesses that uh, he owns the half that he has, in the, uh, there's wit- the other guy has the other half of the talus. And still you make him swear, even though it seems like the other guy has possession. So we're a little confused why we were thinking to bring a proof from our Mishnah. And our Mishnah, you've got to swear that you own your half because the other guy's holding half. And it could be you just tried to grab it from him and he's still holding the other half. It's very fishy over here. There's something suspicious here. When two people are holding it, somebody grabbed it from the other one. So it could be in our, in our case... Uh, we, so again, the, the fact that when there's some, uh, where there's smoke, there's fire, where there's a little bit of smoke, you can make somebody swear, we, we bought into that. We, uh, we accepted Ripkiya's concept. But the proof from our Mishnah, our Mishnah, the reason you can make him swear is someone else is holding on to the other half of this garment. And so it's, it's a little bit incriminating. Uh, somebody's telling a lie over here. And the, somebody grabbed it from the other. And so the fact that he has possession makes you look bad. So that's a very strong reason to make you swear. That doesn't prove what he is talking about. We don't really have any indication that you owe the other half at all. He was able to prove you when you were in denial about half. But the fact that he says you owe even more, there's no proof at all. So the Gemara said, you're right. The Tani Tuna Edict Rebchia Itmar. The proof was on a different dinner, Rebchia, and uh, it's not what we thought. And now we'll get into another dinner, Rebchia. So we've been focused on Rebchia's din of that uh, when two witnesses come and testify about a different part of a loan that you owe, that's enough smoke to make you testify on the other half. Uh, that's like motive mixus. That's the first dinner, Rebchia, and we proved sort of, Sada uh, Shava, that uh, there's a reasonable concept that maybe that would be enough to make you take the oath. Uh, but uh, but since we brought in our case, uh, and our case is really totally different, where somebody actually has half of the garment, and so it's reasonable that you should swear on your half, uh, we need to know what, what that was about. And so now the Gemara is going to go into another concept of Rebchia, and that's what's called Helech. What's that? The following. 
Edict Reb Chia Dietmar, Dom Reb Chia, Manuli Biatcha. Someone says, You owe me a hundred dollars. Follow Omar, and the guy says, No, Einlach Biyadi Elanun. I only have fifty. Vehela, uh, here. I, I, and here it is. So um, if you actually pay the 50 on the spot, so the other 50, there's um, um, the, uh, usually when we say you've admitted part, but you haven't paid it. So we can make you swear because we've got somebody over here who's, um, uh, on, uh, you know, who's trying to get out of paying, who doesn't have money. So the fact that he doesn't have the money to pay that makes us make him take the stand. He's trying to get out of us garnishing his wages. He doesn't have money. But if the guy says, oh, yeah, I owe you 50 in here, so uh, uh, what about the other 50? And he says, what other 50? So on that other 50, he's in total denial. Usually when you're in total denial, you don't have to pay that. So the question here is when you say vehelach, when you actually give him the money now, do you then have to still swear on the other half? Let's read the words again. Why should giving the money make a difference? Right. I gave okay. you 50. I'm right. still denying the other 50 in both cases. But the, the, I would think just the opposite, because yeah. if the guy that yeah. thinks he's owed 100 doesn't query that, then he's saying nothing, which means maybe 50 is fine. We've learned that before, haven't we? But is it, um, once he pays him the 50, the other part, I, I don't owe you anything now. He, he's saying, I, who, you know, what are the 50 and here's the 50. Right. right. And, and if the owner, if the lender doesn't query that, he's agreeing. Silence is by his agreement. Well, well no, no. We, we know why the lender wants to take him to court. The question is, in that case, can he make him swear to it? The lender is saying there's still another 50. Right. So there's two cases. One where I say, I owe you. I, I, in both cases, the lender says you owe us a, owe 100. Oh, okay. And in both cases, the borrower says, I only owe you 50. But in one case, he says, I owe you 50, and here it is. The halach, take it. Putting his money where his mouth is. Right. So the question is, when he actually makes the payment, and the guy says, what about the other 50? And he says, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so in that case, do we look at that like, well, he's admitting part, let's make him take the stand? Or do we say, well, no, he already took care of that. And he's yeah, denying the rest. There seems to be a lot of incentive for him to just say whatever's in his pocket. This is all I owe you. Yeah, right. right. We're going to talk about that a little bit. That's, that's going to come up, yeah, in the, on other bases. Yeah. forcing us to think crookedly. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> comes to pay. Somebody's lying over here. we got to get to the bottom of it. Um, yeah. So that's what's called halo. I got here. Yeah. So, uh, so Rebchia said, we don't care if he makes the payment. He's still admitting that he lied a little bit, and we got to get him up there. That's what Rukhia said. It's as if he admits half of what the guy was saying. And the proof was, over here, since the other guy has half, that's like I'm saying, well, I guess I can't argue the whole talus is mine because he's got it. Victani Yeshava. So you have to swear on your half, even though you, you, you're admitting that the other half is going to the other guy. Roshashis, he disagrees. He says, Hey, look, it's positive. What's the reason? Since he says, Take your money, here it is. It's as if, it's as if the guy got paid back. 
Halamoda and the other 50, he doesn't admit. Hilchak Lecha Hodab and Mixta And so he's not admitting the other half. But there's a difficulty in our Mishnah that our Mishnah said you do have to swear even if you admit the other half. And our Mishnah, you're admitting that, that, that I'm not going to get the whole talus. He's going to get his half, but I'm still able to swear in my half. So what's Rav Shesh is going to do on our Mishnah? You can't ask from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah was to prevent people from grabbing your garments. We had that before. So that's a good point. I agree it's a rabbinic decree, but if you're going to say that Minat Torah, when you pay up half, you still got to swear on the other half. The rabbis would institute, uh, you have to swear similar to how you swear in a Torah case. But if Minat Torah, once you pay what you've admitted, and the other half, you're in total denial. You don't have to swear. Mitatu Rabbanishwood, the lesser would the rabbis have instituted it? So he wants to say it does indicate that you you have to swear even when you've given in to the other half. So that's what. So this is again, we've opened a new dinner, Reb It really needs more explanation, but we'll we'll just leave it superficially for now. And that is the case of Halach, where everybody agrees. If I admit I owe you money. But not everything you say, we make you swear to see exactly how much you owe. But if you say, if you at first admit you owed money, and then you put the money on the table, and now you say we're all good, and the other guy says, wait a second, what about my other claims? So the debate is, can you still get him to swear if, if they... Um, so he says, well, I have proof you owe me something. I took care of that. So it's only if there's something outstanding that you can make him swear. But if, when the case of Halech, where he's actually paid up, can you still get him to swear on something that you don't have proof on because you got him on something else? That's the question. And we're saying there's two opinions. Mace phase. We turn the, the page. We're going to ask a question. Yeah. So, uh, but, but the talus isn't like a Halech case because in Halech, you're, you're giving the man 50. Here, you're not like, you're not remaining with the half. They're not tearing the, the talus in half and then. Well, we are. Fig- figuratively, we are tearing it in half. I mean, we're, we're going to sell it on the market and, and each one will get half or, we'll, uh, or one guy will buy it and the, uh, have to pay the other guy half. But, but until they do that, it, it's not half. It's not like at the point of the disagreement here, the guy's given 50, but, they're not, but at, at, the, at the tallest point, they're still not at that point where they're going to like, right, so you want King no. Solomon. You want to take the sword out and say, you two are fighting, shush, you know, and, uh, right, that's the, um, I hear. I, I, th- I thought who he was saying was that in the case where I take money out, his 15, that's all I owe you. That's right. a halo. Right. Here, we're still, each one is holding half. Nobody gave anybody anything. But Nobody not, gave an inch. I but, thought that one. Right, but they're not fighting over the other half. I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not punching you in the nose and grabbing, I'm letting you keep your half. I've got my half. The two of us are walking the court and say, all right, let it. Let each one of us keep our half. It's almost like they've started negotiations. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was looking like there's this invisible sword that comes down and cuts yeah. in half. And it, but they say, why you need your half without them without, without my half, you know? Right. It's going to be in... What's half a garment? That's, that's really what Steve is, is bothered by. I, I hear you. I, I believe there's this, you could discuss that. That's a reasonable... Um, that it's not a perfect proof, is what we're saying, the Talos case to the Halo case. Okay. More is a question for them. Slow him to know him. Uh, you have a contract that you borrowed money, 
and you didn't write the amount. Not a good idea. You said, I owe you bucks. I owe you dinners. Those are amounts of money. So the Malva says, well, you see here, I loaned you five. And the borrower says, no, I only borrowed three. So Rishim Belazer says, wow, this borrower is an honest guy. Uh, uh, well, he says, Hoyo vahoyo b'nixas satayna. Now, honestly, we'll get to it in a second. That's, that's Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe Lazar says, well, the borrower is admitting he owes something. We, he's going to have to swear. Hoyo vahoyo b'nixas satayna yeshava. We should make him take the stand. The lender says you owe five. The borrower says it means I owe three. Okay, swear. Rebbe Kiva says, you've got to trust this borrower. Ain't a kameshiv aveda. All he had to admit, the minimum, the minimum would have been two. It says bucks, two bucks, two slayim. It doesn't say three. So he said three. He's the honest guy. So he shouldn't have to swear. So that's a debate in that case over there uh, by the document. Um, so. It's minimum of two. Yeah. It's sella slug. Right. Yeah. So, um, so then the Gemara says, Tani, what do we see? Rishim Belazer says, Once you admit part, you have to swear. The reason uh, that you had to swear was because you said three. But had you said two, uh, you'd be pater. Now, the reason uh, in this case, you've ri- you have in writing that you're going to pay. And we see even though you're going to pay, had you said two, you wouldn't have to swear on the rest. So this proves that once, uh, if the part that you've come to full agreement with is done, so you can't automatically take him to court to swear on the rest. This proves not like Rivkiya, this proves by Halech that you can't make him swear. That's the question. The Lord says, Oh, may Malachstein Kaid. Really, who said that you can't make him swear on two? I, why do we say three? Lafukim Rebbe Kiva. We want to exclude Rebbe Kiva to make sure Vader Rebbe Kiva said this guy's a tzaddik. He's admitting he owes three. We got to let him off. Kamash Malanda, Moda mixes the Tanaha. No, he's only admitting some of it because he's, he, he doesn't have the chutzpah to deny the whole thing. V'chayev, and he's got to swear. So Morris says, if that's true, Shimalaz or Hoyo Vahoda mixes the Tanah Yeshava, he should say, and even in this case of three, he swears. Why didn't he say that? So Morris says, Lolam Shtayim Potter. Really, if he only said I owe two, he wouldn't have to swear on the rest. And really, uh, even if he admits part, he has to pay. Maybe this is different to Kamasayel Eshtar, because he's got a document that proves what he's saying. Basically, we make people swear. Once it's my word against your word, let's put this on the record. We can't believe anything out of court. Swearing is, let's put it on the record. But when we got a record, and we're not really relying on what he's saying... It's in writing. It's in the stars. So then, maybe we don't. Maybe you, you can't automatically get him to go on the record because he. Mm-hmm. The star says slime. Slime, yeah. So. I mean, that's pretty. Okay. I mean, what is it? No, they're 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 querying the, the definition of slime. Well, slime's at least two. The question is, did they mean okay. more? Right. But you we're tr- multiple. Yeah. Right. You only multiple dollars. You only right. dollars. How many? They just left out the number by mistake, right? That's a minor factor. <laughs> right, they, and they forgot to put the number in, and the number part didn't get in there. That's the. They're saying that the minimum for sure, that's what's going on. That's what's going on, right, right. But our real question is that since this is really about a document, 
maybe it doesn't have to do with going to court and get when people are there's no document and people are just going back and forth so we say all right let's go to the witness stand let's get people on the record and get people to tell the truth but over here we're not really dealing with the witness stand we're just dealing with the document and so maybe in a document you it's different just because the document everybody admits you got to pay something maybe we don't have a right to get you to swear on something that's not in the document that's uh, the, the person has to have a right to take the person to court uh, it's my word against your word. What proof do I have that you owe me some other monies? Um, so again, if I admit I owe you something, that's all right. I have some proof. You're admitting I owe you something. But over here, it's not that I'm admitting it's a document. That's what we want to say. Or inami, or a different thing might be. It could be the reason that something in a document you don't swear is a technical reason. Because a document creates a lien on land. And with land, typically you don't take oaths. It, it, usually you don't swear on land in the same way, Minotaur. Some people ask it from the second part. Rabbi Kiva says, He says, this guy's an honest guy. You can't make him swear. He, he admitted he owes up to three. Time it, Omer Shalosh. The reason that Rabbi Kiva let him off is he admitted more than he needed to. We like this guy, Hushtai, but had he not admitted any, not a penny more than he was obligated, then we would make him sewer. Why? When he admits, isn't that like he got the payment? And still you see from here that you have to swear on the rest. Hey, Lechayev. Morris says, Lo, that's not a proof. Lo, Malach, I'll tell you, even if you say two, he also wouldn't have to pay. I, why did we say three? Lafuke, Ben Elazar, to exclude him, who said, Motimix is the Taina, who said that he does have to swear. Kamash Malan, that it's not that he's admitting part, he's being a tzaddik. He's returning something the other guy forgot to put the number in. And this is logical. If really, if you have to swear for two, uh, uh, why would Rebbe Kiva let you off with three? If the guy's really a crook, he'll know the trick. All he's got to do is admit a little bit more and he won't have to take the witness stand. Oh, that's what you do. So, so far, he's going to say, uh, that's where you're going, right? He thought, if I admit to, then I'm going to have to swear on the rest. And I, I'm not willing to lie in court. I don't know. He's going to get me prove that I'm lying. So, Amos Sholosh, let me tell a lie and pretend I'm a big sadic. Oh, yeah, I borrowed three. And then I won't have to deal with it. It shows, and you see from here, the two would also be pater. So um, the bottom line is, um, we don't have a proof from this case because you've got the document. So then the Morris says, so then what's the source, Um So does this prove not like Rebchia? Rebchia said you have to swear when you have partial proof. So the Morris said, this, this is not a question on him. Shani Yafsuk, Messiah because you have a document over here. Documents are different and that typically with documents, we look at the documents. We don't put people on the witness stand. We deal with what the document says. There's two different kind of cases. There are cases, some, I guess what you call, where we're going to make people take the stand and we have questions and we get into their words. And then there's other kind of cases where we look at what's in writing, where we examine the deed. And then the court gives the ruling based on the deed, but not necessarily with the swearing. Or inami, and once you have the deed, as we said before, you have shibit karka. That a deed has to put the lien on land. And we typically don't swear on land. 
So the bottom line is, we mentioned Ribkia over here, who says that you can make somebody take the witness stand even on something that he had no connection to. When? When witnesses testified that he hadn't come clean on another, on another loan. And so, um, and that's what Rebchia said, and we said he had a source for it, and the question we tried to bring a proof from was this other case that we brought in uh, about the, the document where they left off the number. And we mentioned three opinions in that case, but we said the bottom line is you can't really infer 100% from that case, and also because since it's a document, documents are a different set of law than testimony. When, when it's testimony, maybe we make them swear, but not for documents, and also because documents create lean on land, and land you don't swear. What about the following? Tainu Kalin. What about... So now we're going to open a new question, because we're having lots of fun today. Um, we've been saying this concept when you admit part of the claim. What about if you admit part of the claim in a totally different uh, type of money? In other words... You say that you still owe me money, and the guy says, well, I might, I might have borrowed something else. I might owe you some vessels, but I don't owe you money. Is that also part of, if he admits the claim, but not the same claim, is that enough to make him take the witness stand? Well, so I, I borrowed cash, not land. Or yeah. borrowed land so, Tainu right. Vakarka, you owe me uh, land and cash, land and vessels. So, and Hoda became, you know, I do admit I owe you silver, but land? No way. I never loaned you my land. So, or Hoda Bakarka. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did borrow the land. But what, Kalim? What do you mean? I'm on the land. Don't you remember I left things in the house that you borrowed? There was the vessels in the house. And there was nothing in there. So in that case, Pater. Hoda mixes Karka, but if he admits part of the land, uh, Putter, because you don't swear on land. Mix says Kalim, but if he admits part of the vessels, well, there were some things in the house I borrowed. Chayev, time of the Kalim Karka, the reason where you admit the land and the vessels, the Karka Labashua. That's what we had before. That one, anything dealing with land, we typically don't take oaths on. Torah. Because the land is more documented and there's a. Generally, that, that would be the reason for it, correct. Yeah, that, that's what you'd have to say, something like that. Um, but Kalim the Kalim, but if there's two sets of vessels, do me the Kalim the Karka, just like vessels and land, you would have to swear. He says, yeah, there were other things, you could take them. And still you see that even though he's admitting part and giving part, he still has to swear. So this proves Ribkiya. So Morris says, no, this doesn't prove. Even if he admitted vessels, he'd be putter. I, why did we say vessels and land? If you admitted part of the land, once we can make you swear on the rest of the vessels, that you'll make you swear on the rest of the land. Um, basically, we, we, with, we were trying to bring a proof to our old-fashioned case of Rebchia. Can he admit something? Can you make him swear on the rest? And it got real complicated because this particular case He's admitting a different, he admits he owes something, but it's not the same thing the lender is claiming. The lender's claiming you owe land and you're saying I owe vessels. Or the lender's claiming you owe vessels and you're saying I owe land. So technically land you don't swear on. But we said, but in implied vessels and vessels you would swear. Well, in, and you're giving back some of the vessels and still you have to swear. Uh, someone said you borrowed my lawnmower and my um, trimmer. And he said, here's your trimmer. So the guy says, well, you admitted that I once loaned you a trimmer. I'm going to take you to court to swear on my lawnmower. But I gave you my trimmer back. It's Halech. 
So I'm in total denial. I don't even know anything about your lawnmower. So do you say by vessels and vessels that you can make him, uh, bring him to court on the other vessel? Uh, is that considered uh, like he's in, when a person admits I borrowed $100 and he says, no, you only borrowed 50 So it's all one transaction. But vessels and vessels is two different, once I loaned you my lawnmower and once I loaned you my trimmer or whatever, my weed or whatever. It's two different, tra- I admit you're totally right. I remember borrowing the lawnmower. I don't remember ever borrowing the other thing. So I'm going to make you swear. You admitted you once borrowed it. What does that have to do with this? It's two separate. Uh, and, and that's really the question of Halak, which is, that's off the table. If I'm admitting I owe you something, all right, let's get you to court and uh, come and come clean. Maybe you owe me more. You just don't want to admit it now because I'm going to put pressure on you. But with two separate transactions, that is the question. Now, this, what does this come to teach you then? It, it comes to teach you, Zochen, that once you swear on one, you can make him swear on the land. And that's similar to Gilgul Shua. Once you could swear on the land, you can even swear on the other. So the more really is saying, but we already know about this idea. Once you could swear, he's going to swear on other things. So the more said, This is the main source. That might not be the main source. That's, uh, that was listed. 